Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, baby. Time to settle down. Settle down. And listen to the soothing sound. Oh yeah. Oh, because this. Oh my god, this. Oh yeah, this. Oh yeah, this. Is on a roll. Hello and welcome back to On a Roll, where we take an unhealthy obsession in an actor's filmography. My name is Tom, and joining me as ever is it's Emma. Hello. Hello. Hi. 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 It's hot. It's fucking hot. It is sweltering hot. Help I am me, please. Sweating so much, and um, this is probably a little bit of information that the listener didn't want to be privy on oh dear but i am just sat in a t-shirt and pants right now because it's that hot probably a lot of listeners are enjoying that thought so yeah tom's sweaty ass crack sweaty ass crack little tiny little budgie smugglers (laughs) they're not budgie smugglers can you imagine i've got my little thong on yeah his little mankini um yeah yeah it's, it is, it's moist. No joke, it is incredibly hot. Like, and I just went outside and it's close. It's close. That is how I would describe it. Yeah. Oh, it's close. Oh, it's a bit close, isn't it? Very, very humid. Yeah, I have no issue with being inside when it's like this because I don't, I don't understand people that want to go outside when it's this hot. What is wrong with well, it, you? It's, it's too hot to enjoy, surely. Yeah, it's like the second you step outside, you're hit by like a wall of heat and moistness. It's not nice. It's really not. And I, yeah, I completely agree. Get inside. Get inside. Stay inside. Yeah. It's the best place for us all. They're, um, um, they're calling it Freedom Day, aren't they, today? Oh. The the twats on the news and the, everywhere else. Everybody else is calling it free. I saw a video, a video, um, of... <laughs> A club near us, uh, and it was of this club, and they were all. St- everyone was stood crowd. I mean, crowded anyway, not socially distanced, so they weren't following the rules anyway. Around the outside <laughs> of this, shocked. the dance floor of this club, and then they were counting down to midnight. And then at midnight, they like everyone just rushed the dance floor, and I was just like, well, that's, "That's so dumb." That's it, isn't it? You've all got COVID now. Is that the one I did a couple of shifts at back in the day? Or no. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You'll have to. You'll and have one, to tell one me. a bit further afield. Ah, uh, a bit. F- I see. A bit further afield. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's just dumb because it's like, yeah, we're waiting for midnight to go and dance because, but like, you were already in there. You were already in the club. Not so. Well, that was it. They like just didn't said. look. They didn't look. Yeah, it just looked stupid. That's what it looked like. I personally, right, and we all know that I'm a bit of a 
introverted person. I like going to bed. Um, it's one of my favourite things to do. Um, but I just don't get how you can be that desperate to go clubbing. I don't get it. No. I certainly wouldn't go the first no. night. Do you know what I mean? I mean... I, I won't go know, ever again. <laughs> I am clubs, such I say. a party animal. <laughs> I mean, he is. He actually um, is. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, just, just not for me. Not in the current climate. No, I um I recognise my many privileges over the last year. You know, the the panny D, as they're calling it, didn't have too many bad effects on me, I suppose. Like, I kind of enjoyed the, like, not having to go to clubs and things like that and not feeling forced to socialise. So I'm keen mm. to just keep that up, really. Um, yeah. yeah, don't invite less, me anywhere. I won't come. The less the better, really. <laughs> You know. Yeah, <laughs> I'm happy to keep everything digital. I will never see my friends again. <laughs> oh, God. Right. Shall we explain what this podcast actually is about before we melt? Yes, I'm melting. Um, so, yeah, I'll try and tell you without drowning in my own sweat. So this podcast is a podcast about filmographies where Tom and I, me and Tom, choose one actor per season and we watch all of their stuff in order and we talk about it. So season one was about Robert Pattinson. Season two was about Ryan Gosling. And season three is all about Zoe Saldana. And here we are. Here we are indeed. So, indeed. Yeah, we watch... A, so, uh, is it several? It's three, right? It's four? Oh, four this week. Yeah. yeah. Four, yeah, four. But one um, of them was a really short thing, so... Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I guess several films a week. So this week we've watched... The Book of Life, Star Trek Beyond, Nina, mm. and Quantum is Calling. Yes. Um, do you want to kick off with Quantum is Calling? Now, I haven't actually... I've been rather busy this week. Oh, check He's a busy me out. boy. He's very popular with lots of important things to do. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I haven't had a chance to watch this properly. So I've probably watched about half of it. Do you want to explain what it's about? Um. Yeah, so it's... Zoe Saldana as herself going round to Simon Pegg's house to check on his cat because Simon Pegg is away and it's all playing on Schrodinger's cat, I suppose, because the cat is called Schrodinger and Simon Pegg's like, don't let him in the box. He's allergic to bubble wrap and stuff. And then she lets him in the box and then he goes into some kind of quantum realm and she tries to call Paul Rudd to help her. Uh, but Paul Rudd's not available, so then she calls Stephen Hawking instead. Oh, and also the like voice in the quantum realm is voiced by Keanu Reeves, and it's all very fucking strange. <laughs> and, I um, don't really know she, what the point of it is. She has to solve a riddle in order to get the cat back. So, she, like, she has a bit of banter with Stephen Hawking, who's basically like just being a bit of a player, a bit of a lad flirting with Zoe, oh, and yeah. she's she's just being strange and acting stupid and it was just weird and i yeah, quite enjoyed what it actually I saw, I was it like, was weird this is strange she's like acting like really ditzy and like yeah, yeah. she's acting super dumb I, I don't i didn't really know that that was sort of the persona she leaned yeah, into perception of yeah. what zoe saldana's like because yeah. simon Pegg was very much like just an exaggeration of himself he was just being very like just very british, british. and like a bit funny <laughs> paul rudd was being really silly which paul rudd is and yeah she was being really dumb which i didn't really get but yeah it was all right i guess and i, th I think it was like i could be completely wrong but i think it's part of like i think they did a string of promotional videos for in and around star trek beyond and there's references yeah. to Star Trek. There's a, I saw a reference to Guardians of the Galaxy as well. Yeah, she had, she had a little, had a little Groot, Groot 
And yeah, Keanu voiced the quantum thing and there was a whole Matrix sequence. It was just weird. But I quite liked it, but... Uh, could I have lived without it? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> what a resounding review. <laughs> what a steaming Could review. Could I have lived without it? Probably. <laughs> I think that's most films, though, surely. Yeah, well, I don't know. Some films you watch, you're like, this changed my life. <laughs> Quantum is Calling <laughs> did not change my life. Um, great cast, though. I mean, yeah, for a short film, 10 minutes. Yeah. 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 It, was, it felt like a really long Apple ad, like the style of it. Oh, really? Um, yeah, I don't know. Mm. It was weird. It's on YouTube. Go watch it if you fancy it. But yeah. yeah. Right, well, we'll move on then to an actual film. Yeah. Um, <laughs> seeing as it's linked to it, should we go kick off with Star Trek Beyond? Yeah, sure. Might as well. Um, so we, we've already, I think we've talked about this in the past, we think that this is the best <laughs> Star Trek yeah. film of the new Yeah, ones. I was going to say that. I think that's, yeah. It, it's... <laughs> Mm, do you know what? I know this is your favourite, and it was my favourite when I watched them all for the first time, but I genuinely think the second one is my favourite now. What After watching them all earth? again. I know, and it's your least favourite. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that mad? What on earth? Uh, but I do love Beyond. It's really good. Um, really, really uh, good. i tell you what I think I like about it mm-hmm. is um, it's like uh, right, we've established the, the Star Trek crew. We've mm-hmm. gone on. We've seen them again. And yeah. now we're going to flip everything that you know on its head. It's I like the uh, I like uh, the 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 crew being on the back foot. They don't have their ship, you know. They've got yeah. a scra- they've got a scrounge to survive. I just you know I, I really like that. I do that quite vibe. like this sort of um, structure of it starts with um, they're on like Kirk and his crew are on the five year mission, and they're all a bit bored, and they're all just like. They're all just shagging each other because they've got nothing better to do. That's basically what the opening scene is. Um, it's like everyone's just flirting with each other and everyone's just a bit like, oh, this is boring. Um, and I think, yeah, it's quite good how it shakes it up and it's like, oh, you thought, you thought that you were comfy? No. Crash landing, please. I quite liked um, Kirk's, like, bored and he wants to leave Starfleet or, like, leave his captaincy or whatever. And he's like, it's starting to feel a little episodic. I oh. I noted that also, <laughs> and I was like, ha, 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 he knows that he's from a TV show. <laughs> and, there's, yeah, there's a few nods to the TV show, like when he gets back from the mission that you see him on, he's been attacked and his shirt's been torn, and he's like, I've ripped my shirt again, because that yeah. used to happen a lot, didn't it? Um, yeah, um, they're quite good with that. And I think, I think they pushed back the release of this film to coincide with the 50th anniversary of the original series. Yeah, um, I think that sounds right. So, you know, it was... And there's a lot of tributes in it because um, it was made after Leonard Nimoy died. Aww. So um, I think... Shad. Yeah, the, I think it's the USS Franklin, which is the ship that they find. Yeah. Its registry number is um, NX326, which is his birthday, the 3rd That's of really March. That's really cute. Oh, no, the 26th of March. <laughs> Sorry, Jack. <laughs> And then there's a few, like, Kirk in his log says that it's the 966th day of their mission, mm. which is to um, commemorate when the original series aired, which was September 1966. God, they're good, aren't they? There's lots they're of little, little references. When they arrive at um, Yorktown, you can hear an announcement in the background announcing, and I'm not going to get the the identifying number right because I haven't got mm-hmm. it written down, but it's the um, it's the ship from Star Trek Next Generation. So mm-hmm. they say that's like arriving into the spaceport. 
That's so cool. It's just loads of really different, cool. little different, little different yeah. fucking references. And like in the um in this film, like sort of old Spock, he well, our new Spock gets informed that old Spock has died, and then obviously he's skipping right to the fucking end of the film, but. He gets a box of his stuff and in it is like a picture of the cast from the original series. I remember crying like a baby when I first saw that. I was like, oh my God, this is so cute. I thought cute. it was quite good how, I mean, not to not to capitalise on his death, but how they used it to sort of propel the story, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like it gave him his motivation for the film. Cause yeah, he, definitely him, him agree. Him and Kirk are both thinking about leaving Starfleet mm-hmm. or leaving their positions and breaking up the band. Yeah, because Spock feels like he owes it to old Spock to continue his work on Vulcan. Um, but if if but yeah. he doesn't go and be Spock himself, he can never be old Spock. Exactly. You know. Oh God, it's good. Oh God, that's God, good. That's good. <laughs> um, there's also here's another reference for you. I haven't got many facts, but um, it's Captain Kirk's birthday, and they toast to um, perfect eyesight and a he- full head of hair. Right. This is no, a reference. No shade. This is a reference to Star Trek Two: The Wrath of Khan, where Kirk needed glasses, as well as William Shatner's toupee. <laughs> they can't let him live, can they? No, they can't. Oh, that's they can't funny. just leave him alone. They just can't let that's one enough good. alone. <laughs> but yeah, it's just. I think it's just a good time. You know, it's good. And do you know what always stands out for me about this one is um, Jayla and Scotty's relationship is so fucking oh, cute. It's really good and funny. Like she makes me laugh so much. What does she say? She's like, "I do not know what is a welcome mat." <laughs> <laughs> Just makes me laugh. She's very She's good. So funny. James yeah. calls him James T. And yeah, Montgomery James Scotty. Montgomery Scotty. Yeah, it's really cute. Simon um, Pegg beat his awesome. part up, didn't he? Jesus Christ, he did. Yeah. Yeah, it's because everyone loved him and they were like, right, well, we need more of you. And Apparently, yeah, Jayla, um, what's her name? I can't remember her name. What, the character or that. the actress? Oh, Sophia. Oh my God, what's her name? The actress. Oh God, I don't know her name. She's in bloody the shitty mummy remake, which we do not speak of. Oh, she's she the mummy, this, isn't she? The hot mummy. <laughs> hot mummy. Oh, hello, mummy. <laughs> hello, mummy. <laughs> um, anyway. I read an interesting fact about how she got her name, the character. So she's called Jayla. Or Jayla. Yeah. Jayla. Apparently, she, the character is based off Jennifer Lawrence's character in Winter's Bone or something. Oh, okay. So, and, like, J-Law. <laughs> yeah, and they kept calling her Jennifer Lawrence in Winter's Bone. And they're like, that's too long. So they just shortened it to Jayla, yeah, which is, like, just a reference to Jennifer Lawrence. That's actually so funny. What a good idea. But, yeah, it's just a... Uh, Idris Elba's a bit weird, isn't it? We've had issues with Idris on this podcast, this series, before... I, yeah, he's doing a bit of a I weird him, accent and talking thing. Like it is weird. Like I don't know whether he's trying to be his normal English Cockney self or. Well, no. What it is is he he's supposed to be a character that has like prolonged his life, right? And he mm-hmm. by doing so, in doing so, he's like changed his genealogy because he, yeah. he he absorbs like the life force and DNA of different species, doesn't he? And then he like, every time he does it, he looks a bit more like the species that he's just absorbed. And then yes. at the end, he absorbs a human and looks more like his human self, but he's like slightly off. So I think mm-hmm. that's what it is supposed to be, is like his DNA and stuff has changed so much that he's not like fully... In, and he's gone a bit mental, so he's not fully in control of his body or his like 
muscles yeah. or whatever, but it's just it sounds like he's yeah. doing a funny voice. It does, yeah. Um, like I like Idris Elba, but the more I watch him in, the more I'm like, what is his deal? Like, I've always liked Idris Elba, but I think I'm getting to the point now where I'm finding him a bit of a, like a nuisance. Yeah, <laughs> when yeah. he's in a film, I'm like, oh, it's you again. Come on, doing Idris. Doing a stupid voice. <laughs> Come on, Idris, give it a rest, lad. He's been in a lot with Zoe. Is this number three? Uh, yeah, I think so. What was he in? He was in Takers. He was in The Losers. Oh, was it Takers? I yeah, he was, in, he was in both of those. Oh, yeah, of course he was. Yeah, um, so that and makes then, three. And then now this. And yeah. in every t- every film he's been in, I think we've had an issue with him. So <laughs> I'm starting to think maybe I don't like him. <laughs> I like him in like Luther and that. And um... Yeah, Luther, he's great. And he's great in the Taylor Swift song, London Boy. Loved him in that. <laughs> he's in it for two seconds. In the great. video or in the actual song? In the song, yeah. Oh, really? What's he say? What's he sing? He goes, the song starts and like it's kind of like a recorded phone conversation. I think that it was Taylor Swift talking to Idris and you know where they get these like sort of ad hoc things and they stick them into songs to make it sound Mm. really like casual. The song opens and you hear him go, we could go driving on my scooter. (laughs) And then she starts singing. (laughs) Wow. Oh my god, he was bad in that too. Oh my god. We could go driving on my scooter. <laughs> That's literally what he does. I'm gonna have to send it to you. Jesus yeah. Christ. Damn. Um, so I've got but Yeah, good film. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've got these are the these are the best um uniforms from the the new ones, I think. Mm-hmm. Like they tried to go classic yep. in the original in the first one. It's a bit different in the second, but I don't know, these are just these are just cool, man. Yeah, they're really slick. Yeah, they look good. Excellent working in of a motorbike chase in a Star Trek film. I know, with the foamy shit. Loved that. But they, like, play it off. They say, like, that it's an old model or whatever because, you know, it's just a normal motorbike. Mm -hmm. And then there's obviously a few jokes that um, they're listening to classical music, but it's like... um, It's like ACDC or something. I I think it might be Beastie Boys. Oh um, yeah, it is isn't it? It's like sort of a because it's JJ Abrams you... like good luck charm Beastie Boys. There's like a reference. There's a reference or a Beastie Boys song in every JJ Abrams film. This isn't a JJ Abrams film, but I think it's a reference to him. And uh, because also Greg Grunberg's in it again. <laughs> oh my god, who did direct this? I don't even know who directed this. Uh, then. I thought Lynn. it was JJ. Oh, of course it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who directed Duh. Fast Five? Yeah, I want to say, and some of the other Fast and Furious films, maybe. Who Idris Elba is now in? Is he? Well, he oh, he he's was in, in Hobbs the, and Shaw, um, isn't he? Hobbs and Shaw, yeah, and he was a nuisance in that. <laughs> Honestly, Idris, you're such a pest. You're such a pest. It's like a bad smell. Can't get rid of him. Give it a rest, Idris. <laughs> Do you know what? Now you've said it, I don't like him in the Virgin Media adverts he's in. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? He's what there in his the white Idris box elbow? in the living room and he's like, oh my why God. don't you get Virgin Media? You can get TiVo. Is that Idris Elba? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate that advert. Luke loves it. I hate it. Yeah, I it's Idris Elba. And then in some That's of why the, I hate it. Because it bring back David Tennant, I say. The Virgin Media yeah. ads were good when it was David Tennant. Too right. Yeah. Wow. Wow. The more We've you uncovered know. something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and then obviously there's um, a little dedication to Anton Yauchin, who unfortunately... Um, was killed at age 27 a month before so the release sad. of this film that's so sad mm. I I really do um, I really do enjoy his character and that he drinks whiskey and not vodka love that 
Yeah, it's a nice subversion of expectations. Whiskey. <laughs> oh, did you know that whiskey? Oh no, this is not. This is more like German, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, not. Was it to be Russian? The man. Yeah, he's Russian. Right. Should we give this a rating? Yes. So if you've not listened to the podcast before, our rating system is based on our given actor's name. So when we did, we'll go Ryan the Goosey Gosling first. Um, yeah. It was a Juicy Goosey or a Lucy Goosey. Ooh. When it was Robert Pattinson, it was a shat on the back or a pat on the back. <laughs> and with Zoe Saldana, it's a Zoe Saldana or a Zoe Saldana yeah! <laughs> or let's go, we Saldana or no, we Saldana. Yeah. Um, or it can be Zoe K. We have lots of options for Zoe. Just yeah, almost we do. too many. Too many, way too many, but I love if it. one could go so far as to say. So yeah, it's um for me it's a clear Zoe Saldana. Yeah, it is a Saldana from me. <laughs> um, oh dear. Yeah, totes. Just good times and yeah, it's got to go 312 on the star- modern Star Treks. Um, well, well, well. Three small holes. For me holes. it's 213. Two, three. <gasps> oh no, I didn't. What? You went 312 no. No, three. I went two one three from best no, to worst. Not. This is the worst one. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying compared to the other two, it's my least of no. it's my least favourite of the of the three. <laughs> no. No. Nope. Don't I get your knickers in a twist? I completely disagree, but you know Don't get your budgie smugglers in a <laughs> twist. <laughs> um so let's move on to the Book of Life. Yes. Yes. A film. That I had not seen before. I had, but I thought it was called Coco. No, I'm joking. Yeah, when no, I hadn't seen it. When it started, I did think this is very Coco. But one of the bits of trivia that I found was because uh, apparently there's a cast member that's shared between them as well. Oh, really? And people were like, this is just poor man's Coco. But the storylines are kind of different. different. <laughs> they are. And for me, the main difference, obviously, other than the storyline, is like the animation style. Like it's very different to Pixar. Mm, They're kind yeah, of like yeah. little wooden animated characters. They almost look like dolls. Well, there's there's like real inverted commas characters, isn't there? And then they're telling the yeah. story, and it's like yeah. puppets, yeah. Um, yeah. Which I thought was interesting. Um, I thought it was just going to be puppets for a bit, and would be like a flashback, and then we'd cut back mm, to the real mm. world, and then it would go from there. But yeah, no, the entire story is told in this puppet yeah. form. So I mean, just while we're on it, obviously we'll get into a bit more about what it's about. But it's set like it. It's kind of based around how do you say it? Dia de los Muertos, Day of the Dead. Day, Day of the I'm Dead. I'm trying to yeah. get all Mexican yeah. on it. Um, but I was because when it started, I thought, oh, this is just Coco, and then I was thinking, hang on. How many films are there about, like, Christmas? Like, just because... It's like two films exist about the same holiday that, that is are true. animated. I and that. you think... And everyone goes, it's just like Coco. And it's like, are you not being a bit offensive? Like, are uh, Mexicans not allowed to have more than one film about their holiday? That like, is true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, I just thought, oh, shut up, Emma. <laughs> no, that's interesting that you say that. So, yeah. But I think, I think more, for me, the similarities were that yeah it had it's set on the same day but um there's, there's there like is a, a heavy focus on music isn't there as well oh, i've got a lot to say about that well no i haven't got a lot to say about it but i You've have got some things to, to say. say about it some things to say one or two so yeah the basic story is in this town 
podcast, the name of which I cannot remember. No, I can't. There's these two guys who are best friends, one played by Diego Luna, one played Love by him. Channing Tatum. Tatum. Uh, Tatum, Channing my Tatums. <laughs> And then I channeled my Tatum. Uh, yeah, and they're in love with this girl, the same girl who is the daughter of like the mayor of the town or whatever, played by Zoe Saldana. Mm-hmm. Well, not not initially because they start off as young boys. And yeah. um, the one that's Diego Luna's character, his name I can't remember. He likes music. Yeah. And uh, the other Channing Tatum's character, he's like really macho and like wants to be a fighter mm-hmm. and all this. But yeah. and Diego Luna's character, his family, he comes from a long line of bullfighters, but he's like a pacifist. He's like animal rights, and I was like, yes. yeah, yeah, because part of bullfight is you have to kill the bull, and he doesn't want to do it. My note on that is animal rights. We love to see, and then I put again animal rights, bitch, with five exclamation marks. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jesus. And then there's two like gods of death. Standard. Who in a kind of on-again, off-again relationship. Um, mm-hmm. And one of them rules the land of the remembered, which is where you go when you die, and the other yeah. rules the land of the forgotten, which is where you go when you when you die again. Like in Coco, yeah, when, they, you, they when say, you're forgotten. Don't they? You, you die once or something when... No, if people remember your name or who you are after you've died, then you live in the land of the remembered. And when they forget you, you go to the land of the forgotten. I was thinking, I'll be going straight to the land of the forgotten. <laughs> no one's going <laughs> to fucking remember me when I die. Um, <laughs> and they make a bet that they'll both back one of the boys and whichever one gets married to the girl mm-hmm. will win the bet and will get to rule the land of the remembered or both lands or whatever yeah so once again i am stunned that zoe saldana is simply playing the love interest <laughs> yeah stunned she, i feel like does she have a little bit more to do in it or is she just damsel in distress objective affections to me it came across as a bit like oh you're fighting for my love and damsel in distressy but i don't know i didn't read too much into it because it's like a kid's film yeah, but maybe yeah. i missed something no no <laughs> but yeah old We'll call him Hades. He's not Hades, but he's like Hades from um He's Mexican Hercules. Hades. Uh <laughs> he like who I think he's played by um uh Hellboy. Oh, Ron Perlman. Yeah. Yeah, he is. He is, yeah. Because this is produced by Gumbo. Guillermo del Toro. Toro, yeah. Love him. He decides to like try and cheat, basically, and he gives the lad who's macho this medal that makes him invulnerable to any and all pain and death. Uh, and then they set like a he sets like a massive bull on the town, and he saves mm. everyone and gets all the praise. Although uh, Diego Luna's character, he actually sort of is really the one that saves the day. Yeah, um, Channing Tatum's just taking the credit. And then Zoe Saldana's character goes off to the city, wherever I don't know, school somewhere, and leaves yeah. them all behind. And they grow up into oh. two strapping young gentlemen. Um, and then she comes back and her father wants her to marry Channing Tatum's character and he like does woo her a bit Mm. Um, and in the intervening years Diego Luna's character has become a bullfighter but he still won't kill the bull so his dad's disappointed in him was like leave that fucking guitar behind you dickhead (laughs) aww he's Um, such a good musician though and then he plays her a little song called Mm -hmm. I Love You Too Much or something and she's like she's like oh you thought that was going to be good enough? Like, just, you know, teasing him a little bit. Like, oh, 
Oh, you're teasing me. Oh, you're teasing me. Oh, baby, you tease me with that guitar. <laughs> oh, my God. And he uh, he still tries to woo her. And the dad wants mm-hmm. to marry Channing Tatum because the, their town is threatened by this really evil big pig man. <laughs> he just looks like a pig man. And, uh, He's a pig man. He, uh, anyway, Diego Luna like, takes her off to like this little nice little romantic spot and he sings her another song and all this and she's bitten by a snake yeah she like she tries to save him because he's gonna get bit by the snake and then it bites her leg and she dies oh no but it's a snake that mexican hades has sent and so he uh he's a real dick and everyone's like you fucking dickhead you killed this beautiful woman, the daughter of the mayor of the town, you dickhead. And he's like, no, yeah. I just want to be with her. I just want to be with her. And Hades is like, oh, you can be with her. Would you do anything to be with her? And he's like, yeah, I'd do anything. So he gets bitten by another snake twice, or by two snakes, I can't remember. And he dies and goes to the land of the dead. And he discovers when he's there that she's not there because she only got bitten once and that just like knocked her out a bit. Oh, no! And then so she's still alive, so then he has to go on a journey of discovery through the land of the dead. And then he basically, he wins her heart and he finds himself. And I thought it was a little gem of a film. I thought it was really cute. Yeah, I'm surprised that, I don't know, I don't feel like <laughs> I hadn't seen it, which means that <laughs> it mustn't have done very well. <laughs> because as we know, if I haven't seen it, no one's well, seen it. Well, I, th- I think the Coco comparison... Didn't help it. So, but didn't it come out before? Possibly. I'm sure it did. But it is a bit of a weirder film, isn't it? Than it is Coco. a bit weirder, and yeah. And Coco's got and the Pixar prestige. The Pixar prestige. And one thing I'll say, which I touched on before briefly, is that the music in this is not it because like it's re it's like rewritten yeah, pop songs. So- There's like Mumford and Sons and there was like what else was there? Um, Radiohead, and I was just like, Ugh. yeah, I'm just a, Ugh. I'm just a creep, yeah, yeah. I fucking hated it. I hated yeah, that. I did have what is with these modern co- like what is the covers of modern songs because yeah, there, really there is two, like there's it. two original songs and they're really good. Yeah, like the song he sings, uh, "I Love You Too Much," that's original, and I I thought that was really nice. Yeah, but me then, too. And it, I found out it's written by the same guy who wrote um, the Rainbow Connection from the Muppets film. Um, huh. Yeah, it's it's just very strange, isn't it? The I did yeah. that is the one thing I would say is the modern s- songs didn't gel for me. They didn't fit. Like as soon as I think it was one of the first songs you hear and after like one bar I was like this sounds like Mumford and Sons and then I was mm. like this is Mumford and Sons and at that point I was checked out because I despise Mumford and Sons. Oh really? <laughs> so I was like no, don't do this. Yeah, no. I totally agree. That That is the one downside to the film, like the one letdown of it. Yeah, they could have done with just all original music and then it would have rivaled Coco because Coco has some, like, pretty banging tunes. Yeah, and fucking soul-destroying tunes. I think, um, in my notes, I think for me it was the animation style was quite different and I really enjoyed how different it was, but I think that maybe put me off as well, potentially. I think that would put off mainstream audiences they also um in all the posters for this film they made the characters look normal if that makes sense Mm. they made them look like real people as opposed to the marionettes that they are in the film because yeah because they what they thought the marionettes would put people off see they should have just gone with 
the whole theme of it. Yeah, yeah. Well, because that's why opinion. I was surprised because I'd seen pictures and posters for the film, like when researching it and stuff and like finding it. And yeah, yeah they look like normal people or like animated normal people. And then it, they're marionettes. So yeah, it's just very strange. But I, yeah, it I, is strange. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Like, it yeah, it was really watch. good, really sweet. And that's that's all you can ask for, isn't it, really? I think the only comment I have, other than everything I've already said, is like, I don't necessarily think that Channing Tatum and Zoe Saldana especially sound like great voice actors. No. I don't know. I found them to be really quiet and like almost a bit monotone. Also, Channing and- Tatum, I couldn't have told you it was him. Do you know no, what I mean? and and do you know what's interesting is he played the bull in that film we went to see, which I'm not going to say the name of because I always get it wrong. Ferdinand. Fer- Ferdinand, yeah. Yes. Um, didn't he play the bull? And I thought he was great in that. He didn't play. No. Some- do you know who played the did bull not- in Ferdinand? It was bull? John Cena. God, they look so similar. <laughs> what in animated in animated form? Or <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I okay no. Okay, yeah, no, John Cena rocks. Oh, Channing you na- Tatum's you not. nailed the name of the film, just not the lead actor. Well, we're getting there, aren't we? <laughs> She's yeah. getting better. Um, no, well, in that case, yeah, Channing Tatum's voice acting leaves something to be desired. I think um, I've heard a bit of discourse at the minute with um, Zendaya in Space Jam 2 and people saying, why do they keep casting actors like this in who are amazing at what they do? in cartoons where there's so many talented voice actors out there who would do can I ta- it Can way I tell better. you why? I mean, obviously, because it sells. Tell me why. It sells, it sells. Um, it it's Robin sells. Williams' fault. Yeah, because he was brilliant. And yeah. they were like, wow, Hollywood actors can do that. He, but he, this... was, he was like the first big name actor, yeah, to do a, an yeah. animation like that. And because, it yeah. fucking made money. When um, I think about some of like the best voice actors from like all my favorite older films, someone like Leah Salonga, who mm. isn't mainstream Hollywood, but she plays some of the most like iconic like Disney princesses and stuff. And like, I just think that when they pluck people like Zoe and Channing, that's such a fucking stupid name, like off the street and stick them in a film for the star quality. For me, their their voice acting you know, just, um, just fell flat. Just r- fell flat. When I say it's Robin Williams' fault. I don't think he was complicit. He was actually he actually fell out with Disney because of it. Did he? Yeah, he like when he signed on to do Aladdin, he was like adamant that they not use his name to sell the film. He was like, I want to do it, but I want th- I people don't want, to think I, I'm good for me. Yeah, I don't yeah. want I don't want it to be about me being in the film. I think the film should be good on its own or whatever. And that's why he's not in the sequels. Um, it's someone else doing a At Robin Williams a, impression. He's a man of his world, of, yeah. of his word. But like, no, he like, he like massively publicly fell out with Disney after. Um, God, Aladdin I never knew out. that. Yeah. That's crazy. Wow. Uh, um, should we give this a rating then? Yeah, let's. Um, it gets a let's a goey Zeldana. For I'd me. give it a let's a goey Zeldana. Yeah. Um. Okay. We'll move on finally to. Mm-hmm. Nina. <laughs> the way you've said that uh, just sets the tone, doesn't it? So, did you finish it, by the way? I know you had a, an hour or something. Yeah, else. I did. I did finish it. Much to my chagrin. Um, <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. Nina. How are we going to talk could, about this film? I could read you my 
summary of it in my notes. Yeah, yeah. Like, just quickly, this is a film about Nina Simone's live where Zoe Saldana plays Nina Simone. So that's the summary real quick. And then my my notes, they're not even bullet pointed because I was that. I was just like, one is, sentence. Can is, I say, I don't even know that that summary is accurate. It I, says... I think, it's, I think it's a film about Nina Simone for yeah, about... Yeah, not her life. F- I don't know what the time period it's set over, but In it's France. just about Nina Simone doing fuck all. Yeah, so my summary is Nina hyphen awful, full stop, genuinely stupid. Zoe's dark skin was so hard to watch. I hated every second. Why do they focus on such an irrelevant part of Nina's life? The assistant isn't even based on a real person. Stupid, full stop. <laughs> That's all I put so yeah i briefly touched on it there zoe made her skin darker you probably know by now she is a mixed race lady and yeah she uh, she made herself really black to play nina simone and obviously it's not fine (laughs) yeah um yeah so it's it's really hard to watch isn't it for me anyway i was like "Eh, this isn't this isn't good (laughs) yeah obviously yeah she's um she's mixed race so it caused major backlash and controversy from the African American community. That's who it was mainly annoyed. I can annoyed. see why. Yeah, um, because she's Puerto Rican and Dominican descent, mm. uh, and it's a lot lighter skin tone. Um, mm-hmm. And apparently, when she tweeted that she was honoured to portray Nina Simone, the mm. Nina Simone Foundation replied, "Dear Zoe." Please keep Mina's name out of your mouth for the rest of your life. <laughs> Lisa Simone oh Kelly, who's um, Nina Simone's daughter, her daughter, yeah, would later defend Saldana, clarifying that it was unfortunate that Zoe Saldana was being attacked so viciously when she is someone mm. who is part of a larger picture. She told Time magazine, "It's clear she brought her best to the project, but unfortunately, she's being attacked when she's not responsible for anything of the writing or the lies." Any of the look writing yeah. otherwise. And she clarified that the harsh tweet aimed at Saldana from the official unverified Nina Simone Twitter account came not from the Simone estate, but a family friend who was hired to run the singer's social media. Um Wow. Damn. Th- that Damn. said that said, she's obviously defended Zoe there. Mm. She does disavow the project on the grounds that it was dishonest a dishonest look at her mother's life particularly in the storyline involving a turbulent romantic relationship between Nina and Clifton Henderson. In real life, Henderson was gay and was Nina's confidant and never her, but never her lover. I think yeah, what he's the hell? I think he's the is that the nurse? Yeah, he's the guy that looks after her in hospital when she goes in. Yeah, yeah. Or like alcoholism or whatever and then she hires him, him to manager. be her assistant. But I googled his name and I was under the impression he wasn't even a real person well, or maybe they changed his name or something. Yeah. But he, yeah, he wasn't even, he was gay and wasn't her lover. Because that was strongly oh hinted at to me. Um, and while the family say, said publicly that they didn't have any personal issues with Saldana, they didn't agree with her casting because Nina Simone had much darker skin and they felt the choice was no. an attempt to erase what Nina Simone herself called essential blackness from the movie. Which, so I knew that there was controversy mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, You've cast someone controversial as your lead. Mm-hmm. You're doing what essentially is a form of blackface, right? Yeah. Keep your head down, lads, mm-hmm. and just do a biopic about Nina Simone. But yep. race is brought up so much 
and oh, like, is like oh, clearly it, a yeah. essential part of like her personality and um her values and i was just like oh yeah. god and they keep bringing it up and i'm like uh you like you if anything you're drawing attention to what you've done it did not land and i just think like it just says it all really doesn't it like they could have cast any one who is the actual same race as nina simone like they there's so many amazing actors and they chose zoe zaldana and i mean she should have turned it down really but well they did they did originally cast mary j blige but she had to drop out due to scheduling conflicts i um i think if this if this film was being made now like in the wake of the last year or so i think zoe would have definitely turned it down yeah um, I mean, she should have turned it down in the first place, but what are you going to do? <laughs> I just don't think this film should have been made, personally. Also, it's so bad. Like, even if it was Zoe and the film was good, like, obviously it would still be cringe what she did, but it was so bad. It, I I finished it thinking that Nina Simone was a bit of a dick, and I don't think that that should have been what you should think it should have focused on her contribution to music and how she got into music maybe her earlier life but she just treats everyone really badly I and mean, it doesn't make you like, like her yeah you don't you don't get to see any of what are you, uh, any struggles that i assume there were i mean i might be assuming no, like, you don't there. see what led her into like relying on alcohol and drugs you don't find out anything about her daughter or who she had her with like, or like, like any of that. Maybe, maybe that is a personality. And this is the problem I have with biopics is I don't think they should shy away. Like if people are dicks, people are dicks, mm, you know. That's fine. They shouldn't yeah, shy away from that, it... which I think um, I think Rocketman did well, which I was worried mm. about because that was like produced and like funded by Elton John. Um, yeah. But like... I know there was a lot of back and forth because Sasha Baron Cohen was originally going to play Freddie Mercury in um, Bohemian mm. Rhapsody. But Queen, oh, I remember this. But Queen, like the remaining members of Queen and that, they didn't want it to focus on HIV at all or like mm. show Freddie Mercury in a bad light, which I really like Bohemian Rhapsody because I, yeah. I like Queen. And I think the like last 10 minutes of um, Live Aid or whatever is like mm. phenomenal. But yeah, I do think it like pulls a few punches. Um, it does, and I yeah, I think Nina just went too far the other way, and I think it didn't focus on an important part of her career, as far as I it can see. It was just like, Almost, oh, she's washed. It tried up. to be, it tried to be too art housey. It tried to be like, oh, we're going to focus on when she went to Paris and like and struggled with drinking, and it's like, why? Like but she, she also did so didn't really many amazing it. things. Like, I want to see her writing, feeling good. Like I want to see how she wrote that, and like you know anything interesting would be nice <laughs> she just walks around big houses and drinks and shouts at people yeah she like, like throws a bottle of champagne at people and complains and also also <laughs> i'm supposed to believe that not only zoe saldana got a dark skin tone but also that she's 62 <laughs> They could have just made one about younger Nina Simone, couldn't they? Really? Because I like they do cut back to when she's younger. So like, yeah, okay, have Zoe Saldana for that. But like, just do it about when she's younger. Yeah, like the the majority of the film takes place when she's sixty two and or older, right? She looks thirty five. And like they've done most. prosthetics, and they 
as mentioned, they've darkened her skin. They've given her false teeth to make her teeth look Mm -hmm. more like Nina Simone's. Um, Mm -hmm. They have tried to age her. They've given her, they've bulked her up a bit, you know, given her a bit of a belly and things like that. But (laughs) Champagne belly. It's just not, she doesn't move like a, I don't know how a 62-year-old moves, but I just, you know, I didn't believe it. No, I didn't believe it. And I... I found her acting to be good as in like the way she delivered like her lines and she's very good at shouting is Zoe very mm. good um but the the singing was dead it was DEA dead for me dead on arrival yeah and then it, it ends it ends with her singing oh cinnamon like that's the credits and I was like this just isn't comparable like it the mm. thing is with Nina Simone is like her voice you, you can't you can't recreate that so yeah. why why even try and then that you also get that you get the trope of music biopics where it ends with like their comeback performance or like their yeah, meaningful Park. their meaningful oh performance but yeah. like that's literally how every i think it's um patrick h willems on youtube he did a, a massive video essay about it like the structure mm-hmm. of a musical biopic mm-hmm. and like yeah. it always they all do it I mean, a lot. This one doesn't, but they usually always start with them like preparing or coming on stage for that performance, and then flash back to um, yeah that like to the, their story and how they got there, and then the end of the film is the performance. But like, like yeah. I say, with um, Bohemian Rhapsody, when that ends with the uh, Live Aid or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it it's, was, just, it's um, just just nothing it happens. Was so I don't know boring. what I learned it was from it. So boring. I no. I, maybe I don't know anything about Nina Simone. I think that I'd I probably didn't really know a few Nina Simone songs. That I didn't yeah. know. But that was about it. And then like towards the end it randomly like randomly starts flashing back and you see her life. You see glimpses of her when she was younger that you haven't seen. And there's a random bit with someone playing Richard Pryor. That's just very strange. <laughs> and flashing Did back. Did you see to what this got on um Rotten Tomatoes? No, I didn't. It got two percent. Wow. It is There's one of the lowest I've ever seen. Yeah, I um I read all the review like the critic reviews on Rotten Tomatoes and everyone's just basically appalled. They're like, This is a fucking insult to like the Queen of Soul with, or whatever they call with her. With the um the whole controversy aside, it's a shit film. <laughs> um, yeah, like actually, do you know what? I kind of forgot about Zoe's um potential racism, colorism, because I was so focused on how bored I was <laughs> watching this piece of shit of a film. And then uh, apparently <laughs> According to her daughter, in her later last few years, Nina Simone had said that she would, she hoped that one day Whoopi Goldberg would play her in a film. I could see that. Um, yeah. So that's who they probably should have gone Whoopi could play sixty-two-year-old Nina exactly, or get not um, fucking Zoe Saldana, queen of like skincare. Get what's her face from How to Get Away with Murder. Oh, that's a good Viola Davis. Viola Davis. Yes. When I I saw that she was sixty, I was like. If you're going to get anyone, and like when this came out, because I feel like she suddenly had like a burst of um, popularity and acclaim and like recognition. Mm, and I feel so. like it was around the time that this film was made. Like, come on, guys. It's bad. There's plenty of people out there. Zoe, not your best You moment, gave it a good crap, love. Zoe. Yeah, but, but it yeah. didn't land. Landing gear was switched off. <laughs> Should we give it a rating? <laughs> Uh yeah, it was uh it was a Zoe Saldana. It was a Noe Saldana for me. No thanks. Big fat Keep Noe. it to yourself. Um, Big fat Noe. 
That takes us on then to our official Zoe Saldana ranking. Oh yeah. Uh, should baby. I give you the top five? Yeah, go on. You got any voices? You want me to do? What have we been watching? It's nothing that good. Really, you do there? like Mexican for the book no, of I life. I think that would be incredibly Spanish. Infen- offensive and insensitive. You could right, so you can do like you can destroy French, but Spanish is off the cards. Yeah. I think you're being offensive by right, not okay. insulting Mexico. <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, I've done, I have done Spanish before. Um, oh, fuck. Sorry to any of our Hispanic listeners. Jesus fucking Christ. Um, <laughs> Pretend you're Antonio Banderas and give it your best shot and we'll see how it Zorro. goes. Okay, we're going for this voice. Okay, this yes. is really offensive. In at number five, it is out of the furnace... In at number four <laughs> is Pirates of the Caribbean. This is good. In at number three, <laughs> we got Star Trek. In at number two, <laughs> we got the words. And in at number one is Guardians of the Galaxy. Wow. That was well-traveled. Wow. That was, that well-traveled. was well-traveled. Yeah. Damn. Well, A for effort. Yeah. <laughs> I lost it there. Um <laughs> My sanity and the accent. Um, oh, God. Right. Where are we going to stick Star Trek Beyond? I mean, um, it's got to go above the other Star Trek, right? Above wor- the words? Above the words. Do you reckon? Do you not reckon? Are you happy with putting well, no, Beyond put in number three? No, I'll put it above the three? words. Yeah? It's just interesting. Is it? Yeah. Because you claim that it's your least favourite of the three Star Trek films and you've put it above both of the others. Yeah, but it's not just about me. Okay. It's not the Emma's favorite Zoe films list. Okay, it's but the I just th- I just, list. I just thought you, I thought you'd have more integrity. Yeah, well, you thought wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, where well, are we going to stick the Book of Life? Um, I think it's better than Infinitely Polar Bear. I was looking there too, so we'll go there. Yeah, stick it in. And where are we going to put <laughs> uh, Nina? <laughs> it. Oh. God, I'm looking at Burning Palms. Like, was it better or worse than Burning Palms? I think it was better than Burning Palms. Burning Palms was, like, actively trying to be offensive. I think it... I can't remember what Constellation was. Oh, it was the awful family funeral. Yeah. Um. Yeah, put it below Constellation. The awful family funeral. I mean, all family funerals are pretty bad. At least Constellation, something happened. Yeah. Did it? I think. Did I it? Think. <laughs> uh, yeah, Billy D. Williams tried to shag anything that moved. <laughs> My man. Uh, okay, so that's <laughs> that's our ranking. Uh, should we go into then? <laughs> yeah, thank you very much for singing us in. So the segment Zoe Monroe is our ongoing segment where I give Tom three quotes by either Zoe Saldana or Marilyn Monroe, and he has to guess who said what. Very simple. Um, I think you're two up. I think I am. So, I mean, I will be very honest with you. The barrel is empty. Um, also, just trying to do the maths here. Mm-hmm. No, okay. I was going to say, have have I statistically already won with the number of episodes that are left? But I think we've got three more left after this. So Yeah, so 
potentially it could be even yeah, Stevens yeah. or we'll see but I will be honest yeah I'm scraping the barrel and I think that it's getting to the point where it's just silly but we'll have fun anyway okay, okay. so um we have always right, got the option so- to switch out it doesn't have to be Monroe it could be someone else who says wanky shit you I know, mean, if you, that's if, you ever, true. if you ever run out of Marilyn Monroe quotes. Are you ready for your three quotes? I'm ready. So, quote number one. Our brains are very animal, but also very strange and egotistical. We are narcissistic. Zoe. It was Zoe. It was well Zoe. Well done. That, that was far too much complex. Um, <laughs> Marilyn's are a lot more like, I love being a woman. Yeah. <laughs> All I want at the end of a day... Is a nice cold Coke and a nice dress. That's like <laughs> yeah, they are all like that, aren't they? Whereas Zoe's okay. like, the internal complexity of the female being is <laughs> yeah. quintessentially feminine. Yeah. Um, okay. Quote number two. I am hoping for a long career. Marilyn. It was Zoe. Ooh! Ooh, it's I all know. to play for. It is. Um... <laughs> I can't read this one without laughing. Um, right, your final quote. <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> quote number three. To be seen and to be respected for my work and acknowledged as a true American Latina means a lot to me. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Who could that bloody well be? <laughs> I think... Oh, it's difficult, this one. Um... <laughs> Can I hear it again, please? <laughs> you may. To be seen and to be respected for my work and acknowledged as a true American Latina means a lot to me. <laughs> mm, I'm going to think. Is it? Oh, I don't know. Could it, could it be Zoe? All to play for. It was Zoe. Yeah. How did you know? How did you know? Well, unless Marilyn was making some very controversial statements... Um, Do you know what's funny, though, actually saying that, is that Marilyn's being played by Anna Diarmas in her upcoming biopic. So Anna Diarmas is a Latin American lady. Oh, yeah, yeah. Really makes you think, huh? Hmm, Things that make you go, hmm. Also interesting on that is that Zoe quite frequently identifies herself as, like, Latina, and yet she blackfaced (laughs) Oh dear, oh dear. Girl, um, yeah, well done. Nice. Um, I'm going to shake it up next week because I've run out of Marilyn yeah, quotes, gonna, clearly. Yeah, you're going to go away from Marilyn Monroe. You've got, yeah, you've so got... I'm just going to find Well, you can only draw now. O. You can only draw now, yeah, I think. Yeah, but that would be good for me. Yeah. I'd be fine with that. So, um, well done. Okay, so that just leaves me to tell you what we will be watching next week. OMG, tell me... I shall. I shall. I will be watching... I'm never sure that whenever I see this uh, title written down, whether it's Live or Live, okay. I think it's Live. Live by Night. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Whoop. And I Kill Giants. Sounds great. There are giants in the sky. Should <laughs> um, run a bit of la, la, musical theatre for you. Right. Um, if you've enjoyed this episode, then please give us a rating and like... I was going to say a thumbs up. That's not a thing. That's a YouTube thing. Uh, Give us a thumbs up. On just to yourself. Apple Podcasts. <laughs> Tell a friend. Yes. Tell anyone to listen. If you yes. want to contact us and tell us what you think of 
Zoe's <laughs> Controversy, um, yes. which is your favourite Star Trek film, then you can do mm. so. Where can they contact us, Emma? You could send us a DM on Instagram at honorrollpod. You could tweet us at honorrollpod. You could email us honorrollpod at gmail.com. You could go to our website honorrollpod.com and send us something nice. Send us something nice. Something tasty. Yeah, and so we'll see you next week. Yeah. that's the end. I guess we will. That's the end yeah. now. Um, and stuff. I am melting. I'm going to go and have myself a mint magnum. You slut. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me that you would not be all over a mint magnum right now. Well, mate, I would be up and down it like a stripper. Wow. <laughs> There's an image for you, uh, listener. <laughs> <laughs> oh god right um, yeah I'm gonna go have a picky tea because it's hot try not to uh, melt this dear listener dear listener um, have a nice week and uh, we'll see you when we'll talk about those things that I told you we'd be watching <laughs> <laughs> yeah see you then but I've already forgotten okay goodbye and goodbye bye 